Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is that still a thing? The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 404, Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire, is sponsored by Hellfire Bowling. Nothing brightens up a darkened storage facility like a little fire from down under. Pete, before we dig on in, want to remind our listening audience, like our pal, well, maybe not pal, but like Jeff Loeb says, uh, and even now at New York Comic Cons, you guys always make fun of me for saying this. We don't, Jeff. You started saying it first. But when he starts saying, hashtag, it's all connected. And of course, Fantastic Geek, keeping it all connected. Not only are the uh, adventures for our Luke Cage podcast continuing there, past the halfway mark, Pete, but uh, also newly added to the mix is uh, the the feed for the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek ahead of that show launching in March. So if uh, if you listen to us on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, you're getting it already. And uh, if you're listening to us on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feed, please, oh, please check out the Iron Fist feed and Luke Cage feed while you're at it. So if you're keeping score at home, that's now an individual podcast feed for each of the four Defenders feeder series. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the mothership. We got the backlog of uh, Agent Carter, if you're so motivated. Um, And uh, we'll eventually be bringing you Defenders, uh, The Punisher, and then, you know, dropping into some other universes as as well. So uh, when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic TV universe and that universe as a whole, Fantastic Geek is the only place for you to get it all. And Pete, you mention uh, you mentioned Agent Carter and the backlog there. Now, it's not cool to root against a show where there's average everyday people, you know, carpenters and electricians and food caterers. When you root against a show, when you say, I wish a show was canceled, you're wishing that those people get um, get get put out of work. So it's not that we're rooting against Conviction, but I just want to point out something, Pete. Conviction pulling in a 0.7 rating. Um, Let's just say that if there was a desire to maybe, maybe dust off the character of Agent Carter, Haley Atwell's calendar might open up in 2017, maybe between now and the end of the 2017 TV season, because it's not looking good for Conviction. So fingers crossed for all those people who enjoy conviction, um, but not looking good. I don't think anyone enjoys that show. And you're absolutely right. You would never root against a show. These are livelihoods you're talking about. I root against that character. They make her play there. She does not play trashy. um, Well, certainly something to keep an eye on in the future. So keep listening for updates. When we catch you up on what went down, our teaser here, Matt Simmons is on the phone walking down the street. Fitz is on the other end here. She's house hunting or more appropriately apartment hunting. Uh, Seems she received an email about this one particular apartment. We'll, We'll put a pin in that. 
But uh, you mean seems... the perfect apartment, Pete, that just came as an email out of the blue? Yeah, seems to check all her boxes here. Uh, breakfast, nook, all that. Uh, she feels bad, of course, because uh, Fitz is uh, is working, trying to figure out a non deadly way to uh, to cure their ghost uh, problem. But uh, she, no sooner does she hang up and check out this apartment that uh, is unlocked and uh, seriously empty. Does she draw her gun, Matt? Agent Gemma Simmons here showing that agent training. By the way, Pete, you know what the scariest part of the scene was up until this, uh, th- this point? It's when they told each other over the phone that they love each other. That's when I was convinced. That's it. We're done for. Uh, but no, Pete. Someone's in there. Hasn't she ever seen an American horror movie? Are they somehow different in Britain? I don't know. But who's in there, Pete? Is it the monster? No, it's the quake. It's Daisy uh, who explains she had nowhere else to turn and then slides down a wall with blood behind her. Certainly a a quick narrative way to say that she's in worse shape than uh, when last we saw her. We get the title card, and then we see for the first time Eli, uh, who is in prison. He has pictures of the Reyes boys, and Pete, he has a visitor. Who could it be? Yes, that would be the one and only Agent Coulson here, back in his element, flashing the old badge, just like Matt has. Uh, Matt breathed a sigh of relief last night yes. when, when that happened. That, that shield, that, that badge is still a thing. Uh, making a comeback here, but uh, pointed out to Eli by Colson that he has uh, technical and specific knowledge here, that he was one of only 10 in his high school to graduate. But with this manslaughter conviction charge here, um, obviously things didn't exactly go well. Just to circle back to that all-important ID for a second, when we go to these conventions, Pete, I am I am tight-fisted with doling out money for stuff because my worry is, oh, I'm going to make a uh, an impulse buy and I'm going to come back with some, you know, some eleventh uh, doctor uh, uh, Christmas ornament that I'm only going to see for a month a year, and I'm going to realize, you know, oh, maybe I'm now into a, a different doctor or whatever it might be. That old school Shield ID I got during. I believe it was season one of the show. Yeah, season one of the show uh, with with a personalized picture and personalized ID card. I can see that from here, and I'm so glad it still is a thing. I know Obamacare has uh, wreaked havoc on the Fantastic Geek health plan, but you know <laughs> you shouldn't be seeing so many doctors. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, there's some back and forth here between Colson and Eli about uh, his manslaughter charge. And maybe if Phil learns some more about the, the, the lab situation, maybe he can get Eli out. We go then to May, who has awakened yet again. And there is Ada with her, um, explained as Radcliffe's assistant, told that she... Uh, died there yet again, so maybe things aren't quite settling just in the computer uh, right yet. But uh, they're working on a chemical solve for the ghost problem and using May as the template for that. Um, Ada is uh, 
you know, uh, telling May here that that she can be that she can trust her. Um, and uh, Matt, the one thing, you know, as real as this this robot girl is that we know seems particularly with a lot of the cues dropped. Interesting that later they talk about how Fitz has been working with her to improve her social cues because thank goodness Simmons at the end of this episode was picking up on it. Cause you know, between the amputee line and a lot of other uh, things, you know, our, our characters were being played over the top obtuse. It's also an interesting bit. O story business here with may who I've been critical in the past. And I think you share the concern that, that in prior seasons, it's been like, and then there's an awesome fight that may is out in the car for, and you know, like where she's kind of tangential to the story. That was not the case for these last couple episodes. And in this, it's kind of like, we just need to do one more test, continuing the tests from last week's tests. And it's like, okay, Ming-Na Wen on a gurney, kind of hanging out for the episode. Uh, so slight yellow alert there. Also, Pete, just want to point out that uh, we, of course, if nothing else, have had a reminder that there's a ghost virus. <laughs> Later talk about... Uh you know, uh, positron colliders and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, we're, we're heavy on the, on the Ghostbusters side, but, um, Simmons, uh, is, is over at that apartment, patching up Daisy, uh, helping her out there, um, that, uh, she's been following Simmons, uh, movements. She's been tracking her. Daisy has, uh, knowing she would be looking for breakfast nooks, um, that uh, she has an interest in double vanity sinks, things like this. Things must be going well with Fitz, she figures. Uh, and Simmons takes her to task for self-medicating and not using the uh, armlets that she was provided with by S.H.I.E.L.D. previously. They're not exactly incognito, Matt. Also some reference to how Daisy hacked the hack with the internet and the hack. So now the apartment is rent controlled. Side note, Pete, I know you don't make a lot in government work in general. I would like to think that you, you can, you can rent comfortably in the greater Washington DC area. If you work for shield, I just kind of feel like that should be the case. Um, but I digress. Daisy has uh, some more information there about how the inhuman list. She's got a copy that's all folded and dirty and covered in blood. It's been taken from the S.H.I.E.L.D. database, no less. And uh, this is when Daisy reveals that she caught a bullet for her troubles. It was an off-screen fight, Pete. So that cost what it took to uh, pay Chloe Bennett to say that she caught a bullet for her troubles. And speaking of bullets, on, scre da uh, on screen, Daisy pulls a gun. Now, uh... Simmons can tell the truth that this was involuntary uh, on account of those lie detector tests that she takes. Boy, Matt, those lie detector tests didn't come up three times in this episode, which means, ooh, it's important going forward. Um, but uh, there, there's the uh, the voluntary and the uh, the way that. Uh, Daisy's getting her to do things here by the point of a gun. Um, way to go. And certainly that won't have to be covered up in this particular 
story she'll no doubt be asked about. Back we go to Colson. He wants help understanding the situation with Eli's colleagues. Eli won't talk, though. Eli's colleagues didn't die, as we already know, Matt. They, uh, they gained abilities that can hurt people. It's underscored. Uh, still, he doesn't want to get involved, even if the only other person who might help out here has been put in a coma. With that, Colson exits the prison. Didn't, didn't work out, he tells Mac. It's a no-go. It's not going to be finding, easy finding out about those dead uh, colleagues, you know, on account of being back from the dead and all that. Hey, Pete, wait a minute. What's that off in the, in the distance? I believe that's Robbie Reyes and the, uh, the, the, the hell car. Indeed it is. Uh, Max says he's driving. Colson says nope. Uh, and that, Pete, means it's time for the Lola V Ghost Charger after the act break. Nope or hell no, Matt. Ooh. Well, I, I don't use the salty language. Pete, after the act break, the cars are quick and angry. They're going a quarter mile at a time. Mi familia. You know, it hardly looks like the Culver City backlots, Matt, of Los Angeles. Well, that might be where things start. And by the way, there's a great, great shot of uh, Clark Gregg legitimately driving the car, um, moving from one lane to the next. It's kind of rather shocking you know most of the time when you see someone driving it's that they're they're in the car and then they're pulling it around on the trailer but um pete wouldn't you know it if you have a car chase in los angeles where do you end up but the concrete confines of the los angeles river for shoresies yes that's the la river that's what it looks like yes uh oft used perhaps most famous from greece uh terminator 2 they wind up down there uh, the car hits a cloaked Quinjet. Uh, Reyes is, of course, knocked unconscious. Uh, does Colson get his car now? <laughs> is that how it works? I, I think that's how it works. I've seen them race for the pink slip on, uh, on the Fast and Furious movie. But back we go to Simmons uh, getting a flash drive uh, from Daisy. And really, really fun back and forth here where Daisy as the 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 former spy she's got all these twists and turns here's how, how you can get it into this woman's hand and hopefully agent albie agent albie and here's all this kind of secret stuff you can do and simmons just gets out flags her down the camera wisely stays with daisy so we don't hear what's going on simmons gives the wave and comes on back what just happened turns out agent albie works for agent simmons yeah she's the boss uh, back with uh, what I'm calling uh, Fitzrad, Matt. Uh, Fitz Is this taking place in stately Radcliffe Manor? Yeah. Um, they are trying to trick the brain out of fear, but uh, Fitz is afraid because his eyes bug out when he sees that Ada is out and yes. May is around. Radcliffe has left his Ada out, and uh, <laughs> yes, she's it's a learned. Huge risk. <laughs> it is a huge risk. Are they? Are they just making sure there aren't any more glitches, Pete? This had me so fearful, and we'll talk about it in our level seven segment. Glitches around May? Could they be biological? Could they be something else? Oh no, Pete. Oh no. Yeah, 
But uh, as I mentioned before, Radcliffe discusses that uh, Fitz has improved her social cues. Who better that they tested on than the most formidable agent S.H.I.E.L.D. has in May? Back we go to Simmons and Daisy. It turns out uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is easily hacked enough, what with the thumb drive now plugged in. Pete, a story for another day. Uh, how easy it is to use a thumb drive to hack into places that aren't on the network. And uh, if you don't believe us, ask those Iranian nuclear scientists. But just a nice little kind of reference to how how the real spies do it, Pete. Um, And pretty quickly, we see that Simmons is deep in the system. So sure enough, people can hack in, which had me wondering, Pete, so are they hacking in? Is there a mysterious insider guy? Is it the PR guy from last week? Mysteries abound. And they immediately find a name there, Matt, that they recognize. It's James. You know him, Matt. You remember him, right? Haven't seen him since Hive. Tear. The story moves to Zephyr 1, where Robbie is in a containment box. He says his powers come from a deal with the devil. And great line here. Mac believes in God, so he says maybe there's someone in the other place, too. Mac, so pure, won't even say H-E double hockey sticks. (laughs) Coulson believes that uh, gods in his experience are usually aliens. So uh, (laughs) maybe it's time that he make a deal with the devil himself as we go to the act break. Pete, Coulson might be ready to make a deal with the devil, but how about making a deal with two angels? That's right. I want to thank everybody who's been helping us out on Patreon.com to keep our podcast bandwidth and storage costs uh, dealt with. And uh, so glad that uh, people are there lending a hand. People like Pete, Mary Kirk. Absolutely. At the level that she donates at, incredibly generous, as are all of our patrons, Matt, our angels. So, Pete, we've had devils, we've had angels, and... uh, is that the smell of sulfur? It must be because we are in a fireworks store. James is selling the most gigantic firework ever, uh, along with doing what surely you should not do, which is light a firework inside the fireworks store, foreshadowing for later. Uh, that's when Simmons and Daisy roll on in. Yes. Uh, soon Daisy is taking the, uh, the wristbound tracker off of James with uh, her abilities. And uh, he, he seems to really be down on his luck and, and down and out here, Matt, uh, compared to the last time we saw him, the, the seeming joy he derived from uh, being an inhuman. And, you know, it's, it's mentioned a couple times in this episode. He, he really wanted that he had been looking for teragenesis uh, for quite some time, but he says that they can meet him a little later at a, uh, a storage locker. Boy, nothing, nothing bad ever happens there. Um, meanwhile, Coulson speaking with uh, Reyes here is looking for proof that he's not the demon. Everyone says he is offers the opportunity for him to help them hunt these ghosts, though nothing about uh, getting a uh, an 800 number and uh, an ad on public access TV. And uh, ABC, of course, uh, for, for 10 years now, if not more, has, uh, ha- has pushed for diversity where and when the story can call for it. So it's with that spirit 
that Robbie says everyone must be loco to let him out. Check that box for diversity there. Um, there's also uh, th- there's the desire to get him to go talk to Uncle Eli, get the 411 on the situation. And if he doesn't, then he goes out the plane door at 40,000 feet, which I think was meant to be a slightly cooler line than it ended up being just because it was like but wait if you open the door you'll depressurize the bay and what will happen to colson and mac and ah overload back at dr radcliffe's flat uh ada uh, using dem englishy words yeah explains that they had shut off may's brain there that she had suffered some brain trauma um and then uh may uses a little chinese which ada very uncharacteristically and quickly translates uh, and then admits that she's mostly Chinese. Uh, And May is uh, disappointed here that they have been hiding Ada from her. She's real no-nonsense. Again, not picking up on them social cues. It's just a reminder that Ada looks and feels human, and she may or may not have a plan. Back we go to Robbie talking to Uncle Eli. Robbie digs into his uncle and finds out that Eli was helping build a quantum particle generator. Pete, was there maybe a laser grid, a containment unit? Um, there might this... have been at old Momentum Labs there. Who's who's to say? <laughs> I know who is Columbia Pictures, which will not be pursuing <laughs> a sequel. Um, this quantum particle generator could create matter Pete, it was flying in the face of physics. It was impossible. It's it's almost magical, Pete. And with that, they also reference the book, the book of knowledge that is pure evil. Pete, I wonder if that's an apple we'll bite into in the future. Yeah. Um, referenced before uh, this, this book, all knowledgeable, all powerful. Uh, but Mac reports they've got a situation with an asset, a volatile one. Pete, elsewhere, there's something strange going on. It's ghost mom, and she wants to wake Joseph up. Wake up, Joseph. Wake up. Where's the book? Yeah, and uses her uh, her ability there. She puts her hands into his head. In uh, perhaps Matt, you know, we we've grown so accustomed to how good, what movie quality these special effects are week to week on this action TV show that, you know, when there's one that, that isn't necessarily top notch, we do have to remember how quick their turnaround time is within about six weeks. And and that's, you know, when the episode is first filmed, we get an act break because having ghostly fingers in your head, it's a great act break. You come back. Robbie has returned to Zephyr one. Uh, what's up? While there is an asset, there is still an asset of much importance, and Colson and Robbie would like him to help. So are you up to date there, Pete? Robbie and Colson split now together. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this this book that they want to go, that at least Robbie wants to go after, uh, the detour they must take, and then we're off to Radcliffe Manor again, where uh, Ada is wondering to Dr. Radcliffe, why Fitz would lie to Agent May, Matt? Why do why do humans do such things? 
Why do you lie? Is this not against laws of man? Um, Radcliffe says she had to lie to protect her life. And Pete, I couldn't help but notice, as I said on Twitter, that this is the, the second episode of television this week that we have watched, the other being Westworld, where um, a 50-year-old or older British man has a naked robot person that he talks to. So I think there's something going on in the pop culture, Pete. I would suspect as well that and the idea of duplicity uh, with these robots, not a uh, concept easily grasped, but certainly easily employed. Also not easily grasped, apparently, must be the handle of the storage container because James slowly, oh so slowly, <laughs> is opening it. But Pete, it turns out, it's not poor blocking. It's not poor writing. James is toying with them because what has he found in the storage container? Pete, it's a 1932 edition of Clue! Yeah, and some watchdogs who were not his enemy. He gave them uh, the frequency to his little watch uh, thing there. And they honed in on him. Uh, he tells uh, Simmons and uh, Daisy that uh, human or inhumans are a scourge. He's going to be the last one to go. But hey, he doesn't just hate himself, Matt. He hates all of them. Side note about the watch. Apparently, S.H.I.E.L.D. buys exclusively from Apple. But I digress. Um, Daisy... And uh, Simmons are, are, are cornered. They are surrounded. Daisy then uses the force to blast the ground. <laughs> they have a head start of getting away. And uh, James grabs something and says that this will be fun. It's going to be fun there. Uh, Simmons uh, whispering, oh so whispery, Matt, in the storage container because action and you have to whisper, but whisper loud. Uh, admits that she doesn't have enough shots left and it's time for a nice game of flame bowling. <laughs> um, he, he throws those firework bombs that he has filled with his extra firepower, uh, getting closer, getting closer. Pete, that's when he has his, uh, his familiar chain, which itself has been imbued with the fire energy seen last season, multiple times. He, he, he pulls it back, Pete, but then who catches it? That would be Robbie Reyes there. So we have the Ghost Rider, and we have, Matt, a chain being used as a whip. <gasps> Will someone ghost ride the whip? <laughs> I love here how both in the writing and the acting, you see that uh, Robbie Reyes is bemused by the fire chain. It's like, huh, I never quite, I never quite thought, of, uh, thought of that being a thing that's a great idea uh he then takes a bomb to the face and uh and uh he turns and pete that's when he has the fire chain it's the fire chain to end the act time to pay for your sins after the act break we have colson and company downstairs i guess for story reasons of less <laughs> special effects or something. Not quite sure why they wouldn't have, why they would have sent the non-agent upstairs, but you know, it's all good fun. Luckily because Pete, everyone meets up. Yes, they do. And uh, you know, we talked about it on Twitter. We've got to admire it here that uh, they own up to where this is all taking place. Pete, 
as the great Ronald D. Moore of Battlestar Galactica fame and now of that show that takes place in the Scotlands. Uh, as he says, you can get away with Hand of the Writer once or twice a season. The audience will let you do it, but it's even better when the audience knows they're letting you do it. And here, this notion of the two fire guys fighting in a firework uh, store. Coulson at, Coulson's calling it out, and it's a little nod there to, this is over the top and ridiculous, let's have fun with it. Not, this is over the top and ridiculous, it's ridiculous. And you had to see that coming particularly as Robbie drags the unconscious body of James back. The fight is a bit sparse. Um, indeed, it seems to be done mostly off screen after the, uh, the, the pretty cool shot of James fire powering against the wall until they, they fall into the fireworks main floor. He's still alive. And Pete, I, I think we're about to see quite an explosive scene. Yeah, uh, you know the you can you can tell there's a little bit of uh, green screen work going on there. There's some some practical in the in the foreground, and uh, you know again strongest uh, FX episode. Well, we've set a high standard on this show, so there's going to be some in between efforts. The story returns us to Zephyr One with Daisy and Robbie in tow. And Pete, it almost was this sense, as soon as you saw them sitting there, it was like, oh, I'm going to make a reference, Pete, that a lot of our listeners will understand. You won't. It's like, oh, man, it's the Council of Elrond, and they're all going to come together. They're going to do the thing. They're going to say the thing. But first, Coulson presents The Dark Hold, a book of sins and spells. And we, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., need to find it. Yeah, it's this uh, shipment that uh, they were tracking. Uh, Lucy's trying to get get her hands on this, Uh, but it seems that uh, forces have driven Daisy and everyone else together here, Uh, and they found out that Joseph Bauer has just started to uh, wake up out of his coma so something that they glimpse on the ipad here the old shield ipad that uh not dr whitehall not the red skull not even fury matt will check those names could get their hands on it it's on agents of shield it's an interesting way to end the act in that they say, exciting news, the thing that you saw 20 minutes ago, we just found out about. To the thing. Act end. This week's tag scene features uh, Dr. Radcliffe thanking May again for her help. Uh, Colson and Simmons arrive, and uh, Colson meets Ada for the first time there, introduced again as the assistant. Oh, how long have you... Have you uh, been assisting him oh since he's he gave me hands oh a fellow amputee oh okay uh how long have you been like that since birth yeah this is a really you know easy flowy conversation and much like the discussion earlier with uh you know you're gonna have two flame guys fighting in a uh in a fireworks factory that that you would own it. If you're going to intentionally dumb down characters who are being hit over the head with the fact that they're speaking to an Android, at least Simmons points that out there beyond the cheeky first that 
you know, well, no wonder you've been spending so much time with her, Fitz. She's so beautiful. She's obviously an android. Fitz wanted to tell her, uh, but it seems that uh, he was unable to or it was never just the right time. Now that those lie detector tests are going to be more frequent, including the one that she has tomorrow, uh, she might have a couple more lies to hide. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys. We begin, Matt, with Daisy. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to say it's the darkest presentation of her that we've had, but Daisy shot and bleeding and and I, I, I like that they brought her, you know, quake on the run bit presumably to an end here because it, it served its purpose for four episodes uh in in our memory it's now existed since may um the month not the character and uh you know now now is time to to move that along pete next on the list of baddies is the spectral locomotive queen herself lucy yeah uh enough here to get the feel for what's going on yet at the same time for there to remain mystery this this dark hold book we've been teasing for some time, you know, more mysterious happenings. What with strange dark matter and agent Carter. Now there's a book that does spooky things and, and ghosts and, and this is the most malevolent of the ghosts. So of course she's got to be part of our lineup. Pete, I almost feel as though they're trying to bring to the story forefront in the next two or three weeks that's the tuesday before and after friday november 4th uh this kind of magical type stuff and that would also kind of put them on pace for a story arc that takes us to the end of the the fall batch of episodes if indeed they are doing it like that well you know who does it like that matt everything he does is not only magic it's explosive would be uh inhuman from down under James, also known, except not in this universe, uh, exclusively as Hellfire. Axel Whitehead is such a welcome presence back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the explosive James, wry and and depressed and just absolutely wonderful in his darkness on screen. The glee that he exhibits once he finally gets into this uh, this stare down with uh ghost rider and um quake and uh simmons is is really palpable and to to get this shot back in the arm uh of this character uh as as an inhuman something that you know they they they've waned a little bit from the the heyday when they were ever present on the show uh he's one we always want to see more of and it's a nice uh, it, it's a nice bit of character background to say he is so, so self-loathing that he is self-destructive. I mean, that's rather plainly putting it, but just this idea of he wanted the superpowers, he got the superpowers, now he regrets it all and he hates everyone who's, who, who is like him. Um, that's, that's a fun, uh, if not dark direction for the story to go as well. And, you know, whereas, on Luke Cage right now, we're, we're talking biblically with, with Judas and betrayal here. 
this guy made the deal with the devil. He he's self-loathing. He's an inhuman. He he gave his position away to the watchdogs so that they could take out other inhumans and end with him. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize. Matt, what's up with these lie detector tests Simmons is taking? She's the boss. Well, the boss she may be when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell. It was, of course, uh, the, a little organizational oopsie-daisy by, by letting the wrong people advance over the years. So the fact that it's coming to the story forefront now, um, I, I think it's timely. I mean, we've been hearing about it all season. So, hey, spoiler alert, it's a serial show where they set things up in previous episodes that only pay off a month later. So apparently next week we get a lie detector test. This dark hold book certainly sounds ominous. What's the, what's the, the, the big plan there? The big plan there is to, to tie back into the magic and mystery of doctors, Dr. Strange. And, uh, it's, it's a little, it's unusual territory for the show. As Clark Gregg said at New York Comic Con, he was a little unsure about this kind of science-based world of S.H.I.E.L.D. heading into a world of magic. And I, I still share that trepidation a bit. I don't think that the ghost stuff has been particularly strong thus far, but uh, we're clearly headed there with, uh, with great fervor. You, I believe, had uh, something as well. Yeah, Pete, I am worried that before our eyes we have had a twist set in place which is namely that in a future episode here's what i imagine pete it's like oh no look out for the giant shipping container no it's falling on may oh my goodness may is her arm is trapped and then she pulls back (laughs) she has wires coming out of her arm and her leg what the hell is wrong with me end of end of episode next episode well may you're a robot now I mean, listen, uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, it's the type of thing, though, where you've got an actress in, in Ming-Na Wen. You know, we've, we've taken the show to task before for sidelining her. If, if, they, if they droid her, there might be hell to pay, Matt. Let's check the wire, Matt, from Facebook. We have a couple of uh, posts there. First off, uh, the aforementioned Mary Kirk uh, writes in, so obviously they have taken us full circle on Coulson and Daisy back to where they were in season one. Usually do that when you are ending a story. Think they have set this up as the last season? Wow. Well, first of all, I, that's a great comment that the notion that that they're back where they started. Could this be the last season? I mean, it certainly could be the way the ratings are. I know as of earlier today, it had gotten a 0.8, which is better than conviction, but not by much. I don't know if and as down from last week. Yeah. Now, as of this recording, I don't know that the final ratings are in. Um, in fact, they are. So Pete live, I will share with you that shields final rating for last night, uh, was a 0.7. So it was, it was 
revised downward from that. So uh, might be time to start to worry a little bit as our as our pal Mikhail had uh, had had reached out about. Yeah, series low 0.7. So not good. Yeah, we need to start to talk about uh, how we got to get this show to 100 episodes, even though that's not the syndication number uh, to be packaged anymore. Uh, Believe it or not, the show already is in syndication. It's running at least in our market on uh, My9 on uh, what used to be UPN in the uh, New York metropolitan area. And I don't know how to read that. I don't know if it's like, hey, they're already they already have cashed out because there's already a syndication deal. So to tack on season four uh, next summer or next fall or whatever, that's a fait accompli because the money's already rolling in. Or is there the flip side? It's good enough for syndication now. Think how great it will be in you know at the at the end of season five to have all those episodes. So I don't know as we see with any of these shows that are always on the edge it comes down to a handful of people at the network making a decision but officially time to get a little little worried there at the series low rating next note here comes to us courtesy of donna marie rosado uh crescent moon cottage on twitter but here on the facebook she writes in tonight was the best episode ever so much sass I'll agree with the sass, absolutely. In light of the downer ratings um, conversation we just had, <laughs> it's a heck of a thing to read. Well, we could certainly we we could focus on the joys of the episode. I think that um, this was a bit of a transitional episode, and that's okay. We need those, especially in in uh, a twenty two episode season, um, which I think we could still be confident on. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were able to, to touch in with most of the characters. We were able to get them at their at their essence, have a fun action-adventure story. So, no complaints there. Pete, also a source of no complaints is your Twitter feed. How could people follow you there? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-8514. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, followers can't be wrong while i am personally on twitter is looking back lost you can be in touch with the podcast anytime day or night where we are fantastic geek that is fantastic with a ph on the dot com the gmail the instagram the twitter we're fantastic geek on all those but wait pete there's more facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek you heard today how uh donna and mary used it it's just another place to interact with us and get your say in well pete for our listeners enjoying this on the pop culture podcast feed we will be back on friday to continue luke cage and indeed again on monday for luke cage uh it is clear uh agents of shield new episodes for the next two weeks at least when i checked last night there wasn't anything beyond november 1st rerun or not so we'll keep on trucking there is probably gonna be uh no episode it it was scheduled as as uh, as still occurring on Tuesday. Oh, pardon me. I'm getting my getting my first Tuesdays after the first Mondays mixed up. Yeah, election night, 10 p.m. Um, let me put it this way, Pete. I think we could be pretty confident if you live in a world of math, 
regardless of what your other thoughts are, you probably be confident that at 10 p.m. on the dot, they'll have some news to share, and it won't be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep on trucking with all the episodes of Luke Cage, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., looking ahead to uh, Iron Fist in the fall. Got uh, some Star Trek this winter, no doubt. So the adventure continues. And with that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. I was going to say the same thing, but without the accent. <laughs> <laughs>